Great news, Spartan fans. MSU did not lose to Northwestern. Bad news. MSU didn't beat Northwestern either. It's a weird week in sports, but the show must go on. We're going to talk about it, answer your Twitter questions, and more. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that Variety the Magazine calls the best new sports podcast ever. I'm Mike Jones, of course, joined by the man who's going to be a dude someday, Kevin Greck, and the man who's going to be our kind of guy, Alex Plum. Greckers, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, and I think this Plum character, I think he's going to be a guy. I think he's going to be a dude for us. Definitely going to be a guy. Yeah, I want to be sure. sure that's on my resume. So I am <laughs> going to be a guy going to be. I endorse guy. you for being a dude on it, LinkedIn. It's in my aim section, aiming to be a guy. <laughs> so it, to be clear, you don't put your your pronouns on the resume. You just have parenthesis going to be a guy. And parenthesis. That's right. My PGE <laughs> preferred gender pronoun going to be a guy. Going to be a guy. OK, Uh of course, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, please, please do share the podcast with Spartans in your life or not. Uh, we have some Wolverine listeners, so, you know, they like hate listening. All in good fun. Give us a follow on the old Twitter machine at Spartan underscore pod. And of course, rate, review and subscribe to the show. Five star podcast, baby. Five star podcast. Three star co-hosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a five star man. Greg, before uh, I, I have us lay out the structure of the show, we do, of course, want to give a quick PSA, a little public service announcement to yeah. friends in the East Lansing area. And, uh, you know, if you're between uh, Grand River and Bircham, between Abbott and Hagedorn, we want to let you know you're in a war zone. Well, <laughs> Tell the folks what's going on, what they can do. What's our PSA for folks today? I want to encourage all good Spartans in the East Lansing and uh, or campus region to go on to MSU Today, msutoday.msu.edu, wonderful uh, rapid news site available to all good Spartans. And sign up for the MSU COVID nineteen early detection program. Uh, one of the show, uh, one of the signs that Spartans will always be leaders in innovative programs to detect the asymptomatic among us through yes saliva testing. You heard it here first, unless you already read it on MSU today. <laughs> but a, a innovative method for testing that this pod has long supported, spit tests are now available. Spartan spit kit. So go sign up for the early detection program. Get your spit kit spit in it, fill it up with your saliva, return it to a walk-up or drive-through location on campus, and find out whether you are one of the uh, hundreds of asymptomatic individuals who are going to off-campus parties and uh, getting uh, getting a lot of kids sick uh, this past uh, past 10 days. No good. No good, MSU. Do better. So good job. Um, just good job to Jack Lipton, chair of the College of Human Medicine's Department of Translational Neuroscience for that uh, early detection program spartans spit kit because spartans will spit i mean spartans 
will. That's fantastic, right, Plum? Like, no, no, this is this is great. This is, and it's no surprise, of course. A, a research university is strong, respected, talented, and on the cutting edge as Michigan State would develop something like this. This is going to be the breakthrough for COVID nineteen. The rapid immediate access right universal access to free testing which can be rapidly run results disseminated very quickly as long as individuals if they know their status and then can isolate at home for a couple of weeks until that um, if they're positive and so that they you know that that the virus runs its course hopefully it's asymptomatic and they're not too inconvenienced that's what's going to stop this thing in its tracks um th- that's what's really required here wear your mask get tested know if you've got it take precautions uh, to eliminate the spread. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, those, those precautions uh, seem very similar to other uh, public health precautions that you might give to say incoming freshmen, wear your mask and get tested. Um, I, I just want to real quick, like this is the kind of stuff when, if the big 10 football and basketball seasons do end up happening, this is the kind of stuff that is like, what's different people keep asking this like why would you play in the spring or why would you play in the later winter you know like what's going to be different like stuff like this is going to be what's different it's going to be easier to contact trace it's going to be easier to test it's going to be faster i mean all of these things are are incredibly important and make a substantial difference right 100 percent. yeah and 100%. i think president stanley said that you know frankly we will know more mm-hmm. uh it was a I don't want our players to be the guinea pigs. Yeah. I, I, the parenthetical in all of that, that obviously was not said out loud, was let the dum dums down south run the test run first, and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Greg, can you tell the folks what the structure of can't read, can't write is? Of course, Michael. Happy to. First off, Greenwall. We're going to talk about M- MSU sports. What's going on? We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about basketball, both men's and women's, because we're that kind of outfit over here. We're going to talk briefly about what's going on in the wider world of sports. And then we're going to take your Twitter questions. It's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. You're all going to love it. I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. Right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's head behind the green wall. Uh, First up, the sport that always leads, MSU football. This, you know, look... As we said in the intro, we were supposed to be enjoying our first tailgate of the year. We were supposed to be having that all too familiar feeling of, well, that game was a lot closer than we we really would have wanted it to be. Uh, hopefully, coming out with a win over uh, Northwestern this past weekend, but we didn't get can that. I, can I tell you the the tailgating plans I had for the can't read, can't write fandoms? Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I have, we've got all of this fine single malt scotch down in the basement. We're going to pop that out. Uh, we had a liquor luge on order. You know, it was going to be like catered coming in from, from like a Red Haven and stuff. It, it was going to take place in a wooded glen with, with like butterflies that flutter through. But then also it was going to be like a killer tailgate at the same time. But it didn't, it didn't happen. Because of uh, COVID nineteen, so yep, yep. Okay, sorry. I'm glad we I'm glad we went down that path for you. Uh, so yeah. single malt on a luge in a wooded yeah. meadow that was both serene yet a real rager. Yes, it, got it. I'm, yeah, but in a tasteful way. But in a mm-hmm. 
Okay. All right. Mm. Okay. So anyway, as I was saying, uh, we were supposed to be having that experience and, and we did not. Uh, so, um, like the big boys that they are, the folks out in Nebraska are pushing real hard, uh, to get that feeling back for us. And, uh, we want to say thank you. Thank you for your courage. (laughs) And, uh, so it sounds like the return to play committee, which is a committee within the big 10 that, uh, supposedly going to outline when things will be maybe safe to come back return to play uh, yeah uh, to return to play uh, as they say is uh, nebraska swirling some rumors that the big 10 might be voting to reinstate football as soon as this weekend that is to say they may be voting as soon as this weekend football will not be popping up on saturday um plum i guess i'll head to you first i mean it wouldn't be crazy right in principle for them to have a vote that there are a handful of things heck if they got additional resources related to testing that as we kind of talked about last week for them to maybe start around thanksgiving yeah not impossible um i think this is uh this just goes to show if you are a big 10 parent who can't functionally wear a mask appropriately on your face but you can figure out how to get in your minivan and go protest in Indianapolis, you might one day be able to get your way. Or at the very least, get on President Trump's radar so he can make that call. Um, Apart from the optics, which are terrible, I think it is not unreasonable to say that, yeah, assuming some of these pieces got together in place, uh, testing being the key one, and obviously the social distancing factor, if they can figure out or are willing to concede that they cannot pack the stadiums with fans, uh, those two things being equal, it is conceivable uh, that there could be some sort of start to this in November. I think they still got to wrestle very seriously with the really high prevalence rates of myocarditis among athletes, student athletes that we're seeing um, across the country. Rates shockingly high, up to a third in some places of uh, of employees uh, of I'm sorry, not employees, uh, uh, student athletes infected with COVID nineteen, elite athletes who have this inflammation of the heart muscle. It's um, it's 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 seriously striking. So. Uh, it, it would be reckless to pursue the season without without those kinds of safeguards in place. Sure, it, it, well said, um, Greg. Are you are you thinking maybe Thanksgiving weekend? What's your sort of optimism level on pre twenty twenty one? Is are are we calling twenty twenty just a, a a dumpster fire year that we're going to forget about? Other than that time that you know those times that cash threw down some daggers um and then it was all taken from us like is march on just gone from 2020 or do you have hope that we'll be playing football uh, i i think there will be a 2020 football season i don't think it'll happen in 2020 i think there will be two football seasons in 2021 for us uh, i mean that's my guess that's just me reading the tea leaves that's no background knowledge at all. So that's what I got for you. All right. And thank you for including me in this conversation. Yep. Uh... I, I really made the <laughs> most of it. <laughs> so, uh, Plum, you took note, though, that it, when things come back, uh, that uh, we might have a dude on our team, someone to be excited about on the defense. We maybe... This is something we can uh, we can do while we wait for football to come back is is highlight one player 
uh, every week. And and there was someone who caught your eye in Chase Klein. Listen, he didn't just catch my eye. He caught Antoine Simmons' eye. And you know Antoine Simmons, re- uh, returning senior linebacker, uh, right up there with Joe Bocci, really made the defense come alive for us uh, last season. Um, it's not just me that's excited for Chase Klein. It's Antoine Simmons who's excited for Chase Klein. MLive has him uh, quoted as saying, this kid's made huge improvements in the offseason. Uh, fall camp, uh, really, really strong performance, strong workouts. Uh, the quote, really the piece de resistance that Simmons has, he's really looking like a dude for us, looking like he's going to be a guy for us. And... I don't know that that kinder, more inspiring words have ever been said about any other human in history. But if you or Kevin ever said those kinds of things about me, I might know that I finally made it on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard a prospect be called a dude. I've heard a player be called a guy. But both. I mean, both. The synergy of it. That's what really elevates. I mean, a dude and a chase- guy. Chase Klein is on my radar now. That is for sure. Is uh, is guy? Do you think Greg? Do you think a guy is sort of lingo for OKG, like our kind of guy? Uh, and and dude is just like you know, stud. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I I can't you know crawl into Antoine's head. Have we spent too know, much to time on these two sentences? But I think I think when when a dude's a dude, you know that that's going to be a dude. For the team, right? And when a guy just... is a guy, you you know that he's going to be a guy. So when someone's looking like he's going to be a dude and a guy, that's pretty good. That's dude. pretty good, dude, 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 guy. So <laughs> okay, right. let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on from tautologies uh, for two hundred. All right, let's chat a little bit of basketball uh we're shoehorning some of this in to uh, uh that would ordinarily be covered off grand river because sadly we don't have any green wall content so uh thoughts on bubbles are picking up more steam uh john rothstein um that was foreshadowing by the way <laughs> Uh, John Rothstein uh, of CBS Sports has been reporting that many local gyms could be the site of a uh, a possible bubble. Uh, His latest speculation is that Orlando, of all places, I don't know what led him to that conclusion, could be a bubble location for early season tournaments. Um, Greg, I think we'll we'll tackle this first and then maybe go on to the ACC's... uh, Hunger Games version of uh, of of a basketball tournament, but um, what do you think of, uh, of of the chatter around maybe some of these non conference uh, tournaments happening? Even though it is worth mentioning that the uh, Division One Council has indeed recommended or stated there will be no exhibitions or uh, scrimmages uh, yeah. preseason. Well, they can. Still, at least in MSU's case, they can still be student athletes from anywhere at this point. So all MSU students are now learning remotely, uh, regardless of where you are. And if they're doing so from a hotel in Orlando, I can make that leap. You know, 
I'm okay with it. It's not like they're going to be living there long term. This it sounds like this would be a short term thing. I also I saw I don't think this came from from John, but I saw that they're looking at moving the uh the battle for Atlantis, the one in the Bahamas to South Dakota potentially as a site, which like can you even imagine like what's the least Bahamian site that we can possibly find for this, right? <laughs> can we take well, it to South Dakota? This would it, be fantastic. That feels even more offensive considering that uh, Sturgis just happened there. Oh, and, yeah. It's and point. South Dakota is now going through a full-blown outbreak because of a public gathering of sorts. A giga outbreak. Uh, that could be a joke, by the way. I never bothered to click on <laughs> that. Um, but uh, it was a joke to me. Uh I think we're all on board that with the right amount of testing and the fact that classes are already available for them offline, these things could potentially work. I mean, the NBA is showing us that they've made it work and the infrastructure is there in Orlando. So I could be on board with this. You could convince me. Um, Plum, it's also being reported that the ACC coaches uh, led uh, particularly from by Coach K from Duke is going to propose that instead of your traditional 64 team uh, tournament for March madness, uh, instead every single D one team will be in the tournament. Yeah. How's that work? Uh, 346 team bubble. It's completely possible as long as you do it on the moon. So <laughs> um, I don't know this. I Mike. this. Okay. This idea is about as inexplicable as the spelling of Shashevsky in Mike Shashevsky. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They they have three factors. Um, theoretically, player health and safety is the first of the three factors. The other two are ridiculous. One is incentivize all of college basketball, and the other is just celebrate the sport of college basketball. I literally don't know what the three factors are intended to mean, because apropos of everything, they mean nothing. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about bubbles here as a way to control the spread because with few people, isolated movement, um, ease of contact, uh, tracing, um, availability of testing supplies, uh, rapid results of testing, uh, a bubble can facilitate all of that. As we, you just talked about as we've been talking about consistently for the past months, how 346 teams are going to be able to facilitate this is, as yet inexplicable. It, it could be that in the spring, uh, they may be banking on the idea that there are, are vaccines widely available. But if the current rate of uh, these kind of chronic uh, uh, heart related conditions and um, nothing else changes, I, 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 I don't see it. I really don't see it. Now, potentially the teams that are, how do you do How do you 346 teams well, meet? Yeah, well, so you seed them. Uh, well, one to 88, of course, <laughs> naturally, because uh, <laughs> you have four different regions. No, what, what is the actual plan, Jonesy? Well, no. So I wanted to point out that, uh, you know, there are some people who are weirdly open minded to this, and I don't want to poo poo any idea because look, you know, I think what it's about the bad ideas. Should we poo poo the bad ideas? I think it's I think it. we should be supportive of. Uh, why don't you guys come up with a plan? And so right now we're in brainstorming phase, though you guys have like a week to move out of brainstorming phase. But Joe Lunardi from ESPN does point out 
a few things that I think are worth mentioning. There are 346 Division I schools eligible for this supposed NCAA tournament. Um, That is 324 more teams than the NBA sent to Orlando's bubble. Conservatively estimating each school's travel party at 25, we're going to repeatedly test and quarantine more than 8,000 people uh, just so that half of them can lose and go home after 40 minutes of basketball. I don't think so. Uh, Joe continues, the bracket itself, while amusing, would tax even the best of us. The basic math dictates that 166 teams receiving op- receive opening buy rounds. Um, the remaining 180 would play 90 additional games to create a symmetrical field of 256 teams, followed by a tidy eight-round gauntlet through the final four. Um, all told, that's increasing the number of games with commensurate travel and risk from 67 to 345. That's a five-fold increase, and while uh, and while epidemiology is not myology, as Lunardi says, I do know that infectious disease transmission is not arithmetic. We'd be looking <laughs> at way, way, way more than five times that amount of exposure. Um, I thought that was a well-written and to the point, like, what the hell are you guys pushing counter <laughs> to? To your point, yeah, I appreciate Coach K, I love I love the enthusiasm. I love yeah. the celebration of the sport. But can you sit down cuz that's dumb. So if we assume that the seeding would be the same the same where the top seeded team plays the lowest seeded team and of course in Lenardi with with the whole like round robin stuff and the buys that wouldn't happen, but if it did, uh MSU ended the season Ken Palm number 7 which would have put them up in this uh, situation against the Ken Palm number 347 team, the four and 27 central Connecticut, central Connecticut's out of the (laughs) NEC would have been the first round. uh, No one needs to watch uh, that game. And we would have braved COVID to play that game. So completely worthwhile. I think, you know, what would be kind of cool to think about and no one will like this idea would be, you know, each individual division one conference could bubble itself. So you could see something really clever or interesting around each individual division one conference being bubbled and the top two schools that complete that tournament that happens the, or I don't know, first and third place, however you want to structure it could both advance to a, to a bubbled NCAA tournament. You know, in this case, you're, you're looking at something much more manageable in terms of number of teams that are actually going to make it there. I think that one of the reasons that Krzyzewski came up with this proposal was they were reacting to something that they were saw floating around that NCAA was proposing a 32 team tournament instead of 64. So, you know, there, there are some creative ways that you can handle this that might be more reasonable and still be clever and theoretically still give all of these teams the opportunity to quote unquote, make it into the tournament. Um, but this this is loony. Yeah, I, I mean, I also think it's a little bit easy for I, I mean, I guess the self-interest and the bias is going to come out here. But the Big Ten was slated to send possibly 10 teams to the NCAA tournament this past sure. year. Sure. So yeah. the idea that two, two are coming from the Big Ten is insane to me. Uh, well, so that Austin P can maybe show up and take a run at things again. Like, uh, yeah, yes, I, I will fully recognize that is a lot of entitlement and we love a Cinderella run. No fan. I mean, unless, unless it is your team on the receiving end of it, 
everyone loves an upset. Yep. But you got to have you got to have enough big time programs there to all right well we'll, it's it's a story to monitor i think is the best way of saying it but speaking of celebration of the game something (laughs) we don't do enough here is talk about uh the the women's team uh yeah the the michigan state uh women's uh basketball team agree and in particular because uh the much like the student athletes on the the men's basketball team, the women's basketball team is filled with awesome, awesome people um, who have great voices, great stories, and are wonderful ambassadors of the program. Susie Merchant, big fan. I don't know about you guys. I think she's awesome. Yeah, a, a great, great custodian of the program. Uh, and and a, and a good ambassador for the university. So this is all by way of saying Susie Merchant just landed a huge get on the recruiting trail. That is five-star guard uh, Demia Hageman. I hope I am not mispronouncing her name. Greg, uh, what can you tell us? Well, I, I've obviously broken down all of her film. Um <laughs> From what I understand, uh, she is a high tempo guard with a fantastic shot and really good ability to distribute the ball. So uh, very exciting to see what we can get uh, from her over the next four years. Um, In case you don't watch that much women's college basketball, the women in college basketball tend to shoot better than the men. and her percentage is already really high. So uh, that's very good. Very exciting. Um, there has been, I think it's, I don't think this is a secret, but there's been some open questions about whether maybe Susie is, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but this is a good indication for her and the program and we're happy for. Yes. And happy to have uh another spartan in the fold yes uh so uh very exciting it, we look forward to 2021's looking like it's going to be a great year yeah so long as 2020 doesn't screw it up for us uh 2021 should be a fantastic year to be a spartan so um grek we got another sponsor this week right <laughs> we do we're really excited about this one guys are you excited about this one <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, who is I'm, it? I haven't heard anything. Well, we got a DM. You know, last week we got a DM from a national brand. This week we also got a DM from a national brand. One uh, of those was the real, real DM. <laughs> this week's episode of Get Read Cannot Write is not brought to you by the one and only, potentially on your fantasy team, Odell Beckham Jr. Hot Towels. That's right. Odell. Our guy, Odell is breaking into the very lucrative cosmetics industry. His hot towels, as we all know, or any hot towels for that matter, are great for opening up the pores on your face and chest. And his are going to be available in a variety of colors, including his own team orange and brown. So Odell is psyched about these hot towels, and he's ready to ship them to you wherever you are in the country so that you can have a hot towel from coast to coast and then right back home to Odell's place, straight from Cleveland, a steaming hot towel. So 
Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell. 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 Good good looking out, buddy. Get it. Jr. Hot towels. Cleveland steamers. It's fantastic. We're really excited about this. Get it. Yep. Yep. There it is. (laughs) Shoehorned it in. All right. Uh, Let's head off Grand River, uh, which did we even really fully fill out this outline? Um, Yeah, I think it's just a debate. Are you guys watching football? So football just happened. Did you guys watch it? Well, uh, my understanding is that BYU played Navy, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Oh, uh, but by played, I mean, um, what's the best way of saying this? Like, um, don't play me, dude, or hey, guy. No, no, don't, no. Like, uh, don't it, be a guy on me. Uh, BYU uh, Navy might have had a better performance at Pearl Harbor than they did against BYU. Wow. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Come on. Are we gonna have to edit that out. Yeah, probably. Maybe not. Uh, I'm leaving it in. All right. I'm leaving it in. Uh, I did not watch this past week, though in fairness, with the adjustments, there weren't really marquee matchups. No. To, you know, there wasn't a full slate of games. It wasn't a day no. of college football, or at least a day worth watching. I mean, I think I'm going to break, though. I'm probably going to watch. Right? Am I alone here? If we're being honest... I'm the one who made the bad jokes, so like I'm gonna be honest here. I'm probably gonna break. I'm probably gonna watch football. I mean, even when it's more than just UAB Central Arkansas, I think I'm gonna try to take the principled stand, and I, I think I'm gonna try to not watch it. Uh, that's my plan right now. It's easy to say when it's Marshall beating up on Eastern Kentucky, but I don't know. I don't want to do it. I think I don't want to do it. Plum, where are you on on this? I want to do it. I really want to do it. In some respects, I wish I was strong enough to do it. But I did receive written notification from the dean of the School of Public Health at uh, at Emory University, uh, the good Dr. Jim Curran, uh, that that a cursory check of my uh, cable TV viewing habits would be performed by the Alumni Association. And if they discovered anything that was questionable around uh, viewership of uh, sporting events, in this time that my master's degree would be rescinded, uh, that I would be publicly tarred and feathered and uh, otherwise castigated. uh, That's a public gathering. That's definitely not going to happen. Well, listen, I don't know what to tell you. They are apparently allowing some violations of the rules uh, just to shame uh, public health practitioners like myself. (laughs) Um, All right. So I'm the the bad person here. That's fine. Um, So, I guess I'll tell you about the sweet games that are happening down in SEC land. Um, <laughs> and you can be jealous that you didn't see them. Well, no uh, one from the SEC played this week, right? Uh, no. Yeah. No, and um, I think actually Auburn's game already got delayed. Right. So, I mean, it's it's going to be... The thing is that it, for all the, the heckling of the Big Ten, and let's... They they really screwed up the messaging, so it's not like some of the heckling isn't warranted. But mm-hmm. the, for all the heckling of the Big Ten, um, the the SEC all they did was buy themselves time because they still haven't actually stepped on the field yet. 
Right. And we're probably not going to get a full slate of games. And and then you see Oklahoma. I don't know if you guys yep. caught this saying yeah, that Lincoln they Riley's not releasing. Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln Riley, head coach of Oklahoma, is not going to be releasing who has COVID or who's out for COVID reasons for a quote unquote competitive advantage. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, so I'm just. The Big Ten could have waited to cancel things. Or, you know, we can wait until October and say, wow, you guys really kind of just put the pedal to the metal and and screwed everything up uh, down in the SEC. So, I, you know, I'm. I'm here for the train wreck, I guess. I don't know. You're alone on the podcast, man. Um, I'm not going to watch it. But I mean, let's well, let's just take the counterpoint uh, for for the sake of good uh, Christian fun. Uh, w- w- it's going to happen anyway. Right? That's true. It's going to happen yep. anyway. There has to be a way to uh, watch it where no one knows you're watching it. Like one of those. <laughs> you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Because you don't want to give them ad revenue, right? So you have to like like log in via China web dot fart or whatever so that it like if you have a nielsen box do not turn the tv on this weekend yes that's it yeah do do you know anyone who's ever had a nielsen box no i'm convinced that they aren't real they don't exist so i'm looking at a placement with nielsen of actual games this upcoming week and it i mean i don't know what a good matchup would be among unranked teams like maybe campbell georgia southern is a real barn birther that people are excited to watch but it doesn't look like there's anything that's gonna like grab your eyeballs this week either um western kentucky louisville you keep it in state that's something that i might have turned on under normal circumstances um but uh it looks like you get another week where there's nothing of any real consequence being played so I, I can take my principal stand for at least one more week, but we'll check in and we'll see. Maybe I crack in week three for the Memphis Houston game. You know, so I think uh, two, two other quick things I want to cover off Grand River. One, uh, University of Colorado became the first school to partner with a gambling website. Uh, Anyone care bothered by that? I mean, we're the just silences. dropping more, more and more pretense, right? I mean, that's all that is, is we're, we're slicing away even further the thin veneer that this is some kind of fine upstanding athletic institution of amateur athletes and student athletes, per, you know, competing against one another one school's finest against another school's finest, um, which is already a sham, right? So what's one more shock to that system? Uh, It's the future. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for all of the teams. Um, Also, uh, Greg, I want to go back to your point about uh, what games are on this weekend. I almost certainly will hate watch Duke Notre Dame. (laughs) <laughs> that that feels like a hate watchable game um and and then syracuse north carolina may not be the worst game in the world though it's okay. on the acc network 
Yeah, I think uh, UNC it would probably win the hell out of that game, right? Like Syracuse football is terrible. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, the, the last bit is it may be worth having an ongoing conversation about a bullet that MSU potentially dodged because as alluded to, uh, BYU beat Navy 55 to three, uh, and Navy went 11 and two last year. Navy did not have a bad year last year. I don't know who they graduated, but you know, you, you kind of assume that Navy's going to Navy uh, for the most part. And 55-3 is, whoa. <laughs> uh, so I thought we probably would win out in Provo. I am far less certain about that um, when we had our non-conference schedule. Plum, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens with Miami, but this has got to give you some sort of like secretly happy that the season was canceled, or would you rather see MSU beat up in Provo by some 30-year-old return from mission Mormons? I mean, is it is it completely possible that Navy were all suffering from some form of myocarditis and they did not have the cardiovascular strength to put on any sort of defense so. whatsoever? <laughs> Likely that's that, Likely. actually, frankly, uh, more, more plausible, more plausible. Right. So I think in some respects, it would have been wonderful to see Mel Tucker take the team to Provo and just put a wallop on those Mormons. Period. Storm and Mormons. Storm and Mormons. Uh, <laughs> well, um, we don't like seeing uh, it, it's just not that's not fun football. Um, uh, another and, reason why you shouldn't be watching football. Uh, so. All right. There you go, Jonesy. All right. Let's move along. Before we get to your Twitter questions and the explain it to me like I'm five segment, we of course <laughs> need to say a word from our remaining real sponsor. Um, Brandon Sands, our dear friend, Brandon, is a mortgage loan originator who has closed over 10,000 loans working for one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country, guaranteed rate. Brandon's partnering with us because he wants to let you know that mortgage rates are at very, very near historical lows. Indeed, we, when we started reading this ad, what I don't know how many weeks ago, they Several. were at lowest lows. You, you dum-dums, didn't call Brandon. Good news. It's still super cheap to get money. So if you have a home and you're paying more than 4%, you might want to think about refinancing. Or perhaps if you're in the market, just give Brandon a call. It's a no fee, no obligation, no pressure conversation about what Brandon has available to help you out with refinancing or purchasing a new home. You can find Brandon at rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's rate.com backslash Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. Greg, do you want to give a, you know, a personal experience that's a thing that you'd normally do in an ad read? Yeah, I spoke with Brandon and it was lovely. And our business relationship has been enriching to both of us. And I recommend it to all of our listeners. Enriching to both of us. Uh, that should be his new URL. Rate.com backslash enriching, enriching to both of us. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Brandon. We're now going to head to a segment currently titled Sports with a Z, Terms with a Z. 101, no dumb questions, just dumb hosts. Uh, we, of course, invited people to ask 
privately through our direct messages or through our email address at can't read, can't write 1855 at gmail.com. Uh, any, any sports related question they might have that, uh, was just a sort of a, a, a gap in knowledge, a little blank space for them. And, or just a term that maybe you hear us throw around that, uh, that was all too common uh, on the pod that we never explained. Cause we're not great at that kind of a thing. Either way, wanted to be a safe space for you to ask something that you may not know and not feel like it was going to be judged. So um, with that, Greg, what's the question of the week? Uh, Jonesy, what is the pistol offense in American football? Um, So this is a great question. Uh, The pistol formation is a relatively, in the scheme of football, uh, newer formation. It was invented out in uh, the University of Nevada, Reno. Um, But the idea is that you have two basic positions where the quarterback lines up that people are most familiar with. One is called under center, and that is where you see the quarterback immediately behind the center, the guy in the middle of the offensive line. Um, And then you have another one called the shotgun, where the quarterback is usually somewhere between. usually around seven yards um, uh, behind the center and the center would snap the ball to the quarterback. Uh, this puts the, the quarterback somewhere around four to five yards behind the quarterback or I'm sorry, behind the center. This, this has the advantage of letting the quarterback still see over the offensive line. So he's able to better make reads on the play that's happening in front of him. Um, it also means that he's not so far back, though, that he can't have a running back behind him. So in, in this scenario, it gives an advantage to the running back because it lets them sort of time the run better, much like they would if the quarterback was lining up in the traditional under center position. Um, so that pistol is sort of a halfway point between your old school under center and the newer shotgun, uh, allowing some. Uh, some advantages it is particularly popular in the read option offenses that are very in vogue right now did i get it yep i was the only thing i was going to say was it's very popular for the read option which we can do someday if people want yes or everyone knows what it is and they want to ask but uh if you do want to ask again our dms on twitter are open spartan underscore pod or you can email us at can't read, can't write 1855 at gmail.com. This is kind of fun because uh, even though we think we might be able to explain it, we like to brush up beforehand um, just to make sure that we don't say anything. Don't lift Super back stupid. the curtain, man. Wow. Super oh, stupid. What are you doing? All right, let's move oh, to Twitter questions. Jonesy, that's the thing I'm going to cut. Good. All right. All right. Twitter Plum. questions. First Twitter question is from CT and TC, our favorite favorite Wolverine troll. First question: What's your go-to sauce at B Dubs? Uh, I like the garlic one. Greg, how do you feel? Yeah, garlic's fine. Uh, Isn't I'll be honest. Like uh, Parmesan garlic, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a solid one. Um, I don't I don't go for much heat. I keep it on the medium side. So if I do a traditional, it's going to be somewhere in the, in there. If you don't come to me with food questions, man, I'm, I'm very milquetoast with food. I mean, spicy garlic, sorry, spicy. I just want to be on record as correcting that. Thanks. 
<clears throat> okay. Uh, Plum, I'm going to send this next one for you. What's the best way to deal with a-holes? <laughs> There's a couple ways I could answer that, Mike. I'm going to choose <laughs> the G-rated uh, version. Um, uh, I think you have to kill them with kindness or simply ignore them and walk away. I think you're going to say, or simply kill them or simply <laughs> murder them, kill them I, with a knife. You know, in, in refereeing, uh, you can try to outgun them by just being even a bigger a-hole. Uh, and that works if you really are going to commit, but you have to commit so hard and you have to commit so hard that you're really dancing on the line of professional irresponsibility. So I think the best thing is generally to just ignore. Yeah. Um, is related i think an umpire just kicked out a g and a gm uh, yeah like an owner from a, a baseball game i think i read oh that's like awesome. from all the way up in the sweet box how oh because well there's no it. fans in the stadium so the umpire heard enough heckling that he he tossed the owner he just pointed out <laughs> up yes. to the, the suite yes. and he was like ah you're out of here yeah um <laughs> I would tend to agree, I, though I would say, CT, um, you know, maybe follow-up questions for next week if uh, we're doing Twitter questions next week. Uh, you know, maybe some context on the a-holery would be useful because I think the situation, you know, is it is it a violation of societal norms? Because that that's something that kind of riles me up. Um, is it just merely... <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that right? Cutting in line, really. Ugh. Um. But, you know, is it merely just someone who's kind of a bully that, that changes the way you deal with it? Uh, anyway, let us. I assume that this was in reference to us, but um, do clarify, CT. Uh, next up from CT and TC, Mr. Jones, are there any other non MSU college teams that you root for? Well, uh, currently trying to find a team, um, but it's looking like. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to go Texas A&M. Give me my team. I don't know. Oh, God. Do, how much do you know about Texas A&M as an institution? Not enough. Yeah, clearly. If you're choosing them as your other team, not enough is clearly the answer to that question. They're from Texas. What could be wrong about them? <laughs> uh, do, I, I, do either of you guys have a non-MSU college football team you root for? Tom? Emory University, go Eagles. Yeah, I figured that would be my guess. Yeah, I, I guess mine is Temple Owls, actually, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I don't have anything close to another team in college sports that I routinely root for. In college basketball, it's not uncommon that I'll take an interest in like a team that's ranked in the mid-teens that has like an interesting like approach to it. Like the best example that I can think of is like when Marquette played five guards. I watched a lot of that Marquette team, um, but other teams that do similar things or have, you know, specific players of of uh, interest. So that's uh, as close as I get. Greg, do you play fantasy football or any other fantasy sports? I do. Two fantasy football teams. What about you guys? Uh, yes, to fantasy football teams now as well. <laughs> Plum? Uh, no fantasy football teams, but fantasy, um, Cleveland steamer towels. 
<laughs> you and Odell. So there's that. Um, all right. Uh, next up is Anthony Garbert. <laughs> Uh, Greg, the question is for you. Actually, Plum, I'm going to send this to you. The year is 2030. Brandon Sowards has been given a 15th year of eligibility to return punts. Do his hands finally give out after fair catching an NCAA record 700 kickoffs? (laughs) Uh, I like this. They they do. They do fall off that 700th 700th catch. Both hands disconnect from his body. uh, But uh, he somehow uh, falls chest forward onto the ball, thus recovering the down. So great, thanks, Brandon. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe falls a little bit backwards just so he can have like a, a one yard loss on it, just for good measure. Just for good measure. Because one time he accidentally gained a yard, so he had to lose a yard, <laughs> yes. so that he then yeah, yeah. did a perfect zero. Net zero, baby. Net zero. Yeah. Um, what a dude. Just a total dude. All right. Uh, Plum, this one's going to go to you as well. Uh, do you ever take personality tests, i.e. the Myers-Briggs, uh, Strengths Finder, uh, Enneagram, etc.? Or do you have such a unique personality that cannot fit into a prescribed box? Anthony Garvert, my man, name dropping the Enneagram. Going to be a guy. Gonna, gonna be, be a guy. guy. My guy is the guy gonna still be a guy. And on the Enneagram, probably gonna be a type 10, which is just the dude. So Anthony Garber, you are the guy. I have uh, Myers-Briggs. I can never remember because I'm too many of those I straddle the line on. So I ignore it completely. I've got, uh, I think my top three in the strengths finder are uh, connectedness, woo, and communication. Uh, and then I think it's input and learner for my top Woo. five. Yep. Woo. And uh, Enneagram, I'm a type eight, strong eight wing seven, man. So look it up. Let's do it. Go. Greg. That's uh, the answer from Greg. All right. Yeah. That, Next that's question. my personality right there. <laughs> Empty space. Solid three. Uh, Greg, if you had to choose, would you rather only eat stale food for the rest of your life or only eat soggy food for the rest of your life. Oh my God, stale. Easy stale. What? Obviously stale. Soggy? Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, pasta's soggy. Oh, but it's not like, it's intentionally so. I just think of soggy bread with this question and it, no, no, stale. I'll take stale, please. Moving on. Uh, Jonesy, last up from Anthony Garvert. What is worse, in your opinion, Pace in East Lansing or MSU Parking Police? Have you gotten a ticket or tow from either? I am going to share your yeah your uh, experience. So I have gotten many a ticket. I think we covered this on a previous pod from MSU Parking. Um, they are the worst. But so, in fairness, I had a friend with Pace who worked overnights. And uh, so it was really easy to just shoot a text and say, hey, D, like, I'm out, parked wherever. Please don't ticket and tow me. Um, that said, Pace also gets to do other code enforcement. Um, and so selectively code enforces against things that are student responsibilities or people who are, who are renter responsibilities but does not do nearly enough code enforcement against landlords. 
because those houses are we can all agree right problematic yeah so you know pace is not writing tickets because you have an unsafe um sidewalk or unsafe uh you know porch area but you know you you have some cups out there they will definitely write you that ticket so i I think pace is worse for the community but who is the greater bane of my existence msu parking police for sure Uh, good luck pace you'll be happy to note that i uh wrote in a an op-ed or an, just an opinion letter, I guess a letter to the editor on the state news decrying the MSU parking place because uh, while we were students there, they invested in all new vehicles for their parking policedom. Uh, despite I remember this. That the average age of the vehicles that they had was only two years old. Uh, and I thought, that's how much money you're making off of us that you can buy a whole new fleet of vehicles. My God. So, um, Boo. Great point. Great point. Ooh, indeed. Um, all right. Next up from Anthony Garvert is that nope. that is it. Sorry. Next up, a story like Tom. <laughs> uh Plum, do you have a specific gadget or do you like to have a specific kitchen gadget for everything? Or are you all about multifunctionality? AKA, would you ever own an avocado slicer? Mm, no, no, no. You just need a couple good knives. You you really just need a couple. Really, really good knives. I would tend to agree with that. Uh, that uh, that tracks. I mean, there's no reason to have an avocado slicer, but you know, like a uh, uh, a lemon uh, squeezer. You got one of those? No, unnecessary. A knife can do the same thing. Oh, strong disagree. A knife, lemon squeezing with the knife. So you get a little blood in there. What? No, you, you, you uh, can I chop it up a little bit so it's easier to squeeze out. You get some of the uh, pulp in there, too. It gives it a nice mouthfeel. You guys know how much I like mouthfeel. I heard. Meanwhile, in all of this, I'm betting you have plenty of different, like, uh, bar uh, tools. Like, I'm guessing that you have. I do. A shaker. You have. Um, nope. Knife. Use a knife. Oh my god! <laughs> but you have one of those absurdly long spoons. Like I need a four foot long spoon with this smallest little spoon mouth at the end of it. I did just get one of those. Yes. Yeah. But yes. It, it has a muddler on the other side of it, so that's Ooh. why. I got it. See, that's how you justify it. The yep. muddler. It's because it's a two in one now. See. Mm-hmm. Multi-purpose. Great. Stepping um, outside the question, really. Yeah. Next question from story like Tom is now that it's cold again, what's your favorite way to get a little Huga in your life? Uh, I'm going to answer on behalf of my wife Ooh. and say that it is the, uh, the blankets, the blankets. <laughs> Can we talk about Huga, Huga as a very somehow trendy word right now? Mm-hmm. And how I, I vomited a little bit. Just saying, as you said, you know, it, as you uttered, it. I've had friends come to my home and tell me that my home is decorated in a very hug sort of sense. So in some respects, uh, <laughs> I, I take it as a badge of honor. I think the answer is a nice fire in the fireplace. And to Greg's point, you got to got to have the little cuddle up in the blanket on the couch. That's that's really it. Yeah. Of all the trends, this is the least offensive yeah. of them. Oh, all, yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah. I would I rather own five different avocado slicers that are very special to different sized avocados than say Huga ever again. Oh my God. Uh, it's Nordic. Last question. Greg, did you seize the means of production over Labor Day weekend? Yeah, dude, I rose up. Did, did you not hear about my rising up? 
I did. I did. I I heard about it because the echoes from Kimberly Guilfoyle's speech finally reached me. Yeah, dude. I ate the rich on Labor Day. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Jonesy? What did you do? Uh, I I, um, lounged, um, you know, in a sort of boomer-esque community. So I really embedded uh, with the means of production instead of seizing them. Praise. Lounge, classic working class. Praise. Yeah, God. yeah. On a Monday, real proletariat. Very well. Yep. Uh, Plum, any Plum. any Labor Day awesomeness for you? Uh, made it up to Torch Lake with some good friends. Got one hell of a uh, evening staring at the stars on a most perfectly clear night. The Milky Way was in fine form, and then watched the corn moon rise on the horizon. Really fantastic weekend. Uh, yes, that is when you uh, proceeded to start talking trash with our, our favorite Iowa listener, Jared, through me. Um, Factual. I sent all- you some pictures. That's right. You did. You did. Um, actually, we have an off uh, an off script here question for Plum. Uh-oh. Um, it is for Alex, and it says, How pissed is Plum at the Michigan High School uh, Athletics Association today? Um, Adding Whitmer's open gyms left up to left decisions of organized sports up to schools slash associations, but recommended following the MHHSD recommendation for no contact sports. Um, I imagine this had him a bit worked up. You know, I'll say so I'll say this. Uh, I am I am torn in this. I think uh, I think any sports right now are still wrong. Um, and uh, soccer is set to resume. Uh, in the lower peninsula. In fact, uh, games, I think began this week. Um, players are required to wear masks. There can be no, uh, shaking of the hands, uh, or any other, they've got to have masks on hundred percent of the time. Uh, soccer is a contact sport. Let's be explicitly clear though. You can't mm-hmm. play soccer without some level of physical contact. The referees are not being required to wear masks. I think this is a, an error. What a strong, Why? Error. there's no reason. Um, ostensibly the center referee needs to be able to blow the whistle, um, and taking the mask off to do that is going to be weird and carrying the whistle in your mouth with a mask over it could be a choking hazard legitimately. So there are some confused, I mean, it's, it's, so it's, it's just, it's not clear. Uh, so, and you know, carry an air horn. I mean, you, there are a couple things that you could do. There are some alternatives to be sure. So, you know, I don't know. It's uh, not a great decision, but kind of exciting to think about soccer. So, yeah, not a great answer. Well, JD underscore Jerry Bear, thank you. Uh, thank you for the question. Next up is Nick Kamansky. Uh, first question. Do you have Twitter notifications set up on your phone? And if so, do you get notifications when I tweet at you? <laughs> Nick, I do have Twitter notifications set up on my phone, but I've muted you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That is to say, a stranger could tweet at me and I would notice, but you are screaming into a void. Uh, (laughs) Next up, from Nick Kamansky, who is the best Spartan alumnus in this year's fantasy football draft? Well, Nick, F you. (laughs) Greg, what did you think? Uh, I took free agent uh, Drew Stanton in my draft. Yeah, I mean, that is obviously the correct answer, but... Le'Veon Bell is probably the highest ADP, right? Yeah, probably. It's probably still Le'Veon. Um, although, you know, 
you could get away with playing Kirk, especially in yeah. larger leagues or league two quarterback leagues. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd break the rotation except for heavy bye weeks generally, but um, there are definitely rule sets where Kirk's in play. You'll be happy sure. to know that I drafted Dirk Dozens just so I could bench his ass. So big on him. <laughs> you die on the bench, Kirk. That's where you die. Uh, <laughs> you die when I say you die. Uh, next up from Nick Kamansky is what are your three favorite N64 games and why? Plum, I'll go to you first. <laughs> okay, I'll choose one. You guys get the other two. Uh, it's got to be Goldeneye. Has to be Goldeneye. There can be no uh, disagreement on this point. And the reason is because when you would shoot them, the characters would make such absurd sounds like, and their body would kind of like jerk over and then rebound back to where it was standing. It just the strangest graphics, but the levels were complicated and intriguing enough. And my buddy Brent and I used to eat chicken nuggets while playing for hours on end. So great memories. Yes. Love the remote minds. Um, I will go, uh, Super Mario Kart 64. I know Greg's going to come up with something more obscure, but if I had to say like top three, like you're, you're a moron. If you don't love these games, Goldeneye is certainly in there. Mario Kart 64, I think is, is it, it is a fun game on your own. It is a great game to play with other people. Yeah. Um, and I think despite all of the innovations in gameplay, holds up to this day. Indeed. So the Zeldas are too easy. I'm going to move on. So we're going to set those aside. The I've said previously, my favorite game of all time is Ogre Battle 64 Person of Lordly Caliber. So obviously that's my choice. If you removed that as well, because I already said that, let's put Harvest Moon in play. Why not? What a great game, Harvest Moon. And also I'll add for consideration specifically the N64 version of Tetris. Yes. It's pretty good. Yes. And worth consideration. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we would play incessantly and I would fall asleep seeing the shapes on my eyelids. Oh my God. It was, it was actually quite, I'm convinced, um, it was uh, George Soros' plot to overtake the world because, of course, so you, of course, yeah, it was because he because he mentioned Harvest Moon. I'm going to take this opportunity to educate our listeners in uh, the various nomenclature around the moon and the lunar cycle. Every three years, every oh three years, uh, there is a new moon that takes place in September. Why do we have you on the pod? That is not closest to the equinox, uh, the autumnal equinox. The moon, the new moon closest to the autumnal equinox, is known as the Harvest Moon. When that is uh, not in September when it's in October, as it will be this year. The first moon in September is a corn moon. You're welcome. Corn moon. Which means the first moon in October on October 1st will be the harvest moon, which means the second moon in the same month, October 31st, will be a blue moon. And what is a blue corn moon? That's nothing. Damn it, Disney. That's nothing. Okay. <laughs> Wait, would, you, would it be fair to say that the corn moon... Um, might also be called the maize moon. Yes, it is. Uh, it is, in fact, reference to uh, the Native American nomenclature uh, that celebrated that moon. Yes. So would that so if, moon be blue and maize? No, it wouldn't. It would be corn because people like to eat corn. That's all it would be. And let's be explicit. The University of Michigan's colors are blue and yellow. They are so obnoxious that they have given <laughs> corn a bad name. Boo. You. It is... 
it, life it, calling yellow maze is like uh someone who goes to wharton insisting that you dignify them as wharton and not pen because they're too good for pen you're blue and yellow all right moving on always thinking 1835 which two of the following would you choose to combine wizards robots dinosaurs lasers beer roller coasters plum i'll go to you first uh it has to be a beer laser for sure it has to be a beer laser i was gonna say beer dinosaur uh because of that list, dinosaurs are obviously the best, and then beer is obviously second best. So um, maybe it's a dinosaur with a laser drinking beer. Oh, okay. I just kind of want to play beer laser tag, so I think I'm going to go beer lasers. Beer lasers yeah. wins, I guess. Sorry, dinosaurs. <laughs> Take a hike. <laughs> you already did. Um, all right. Uh, next up from Always Thinking 1835. Would you be willing to do an episode or a segment set in a bygone MSU sports era? If so, would you commit to only using old-time radio voices? I don't think I have the We're going to have to, Hass. Now listen here, see? We're going to hear the man <laughs> coming down the field. Here they go. The ball's in the air. He caught it. Touchdown, MSU! And then and then you can freak out. He he got it! He he got it! <laughs> yeah, can you yeah. do old-timey Will Teeman, Plum? I don't think I can. Um, yeah. <laughs> he does it himself. He does it himself. Yes. He got Catch us, baby. Catch us, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Follow up. What bygone MSU sports era would you choose? Is the Drew Stanton era an option? Ooh, it's not. Damn it. No one would choose to go back to that. I oh, would. God, I those would. are the darkest days. Yeah, your favorite game in Spartan Stadium is a loss. So. Yeah, but can you not tell me that that also is synonymous with being back in college? You are lacking in credibility sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's the sixties, right? Like be. those, those games, right? Has to be already has to be. Yep. Yeah. How would you recover from fall from the following family faux pas? You discover an in-law likes something like a book, TV show, etc. Only after you brazenly hated on it for a few minutes. <sighs> Bonus. You're reminded that you've had a similar conversation sometime in the past and clearly forgot. Plum, let's turn to you. Dear Plum, what would you do? Oh, man, I think you have to double down. In fact, I think you have to triple down. You have to go so far down on that topic that it appears that you were joking the entire time. So far down that you are making them openly laugh about how horrible you've been and the one single hope that you can somehow get out of it. I would add to that that you have to let it eat at you forever. Mm. Like, and you can never give an inch on it and you can never tell anyone. You have to just live with that knowledge you have to just live with the sin of it um but then uh, i agree with you uh, plum you got to double down you got to own it you got to take it to the to the very end to the bitter bitter end but it'll it'll kill you it'll continue to eat you away inside and you'll think about it for years and years and years yeah yeah uh this is great love this all right uh next up is the epidemic jerk guy uh when am i coming in air again <laughs> when am i coming on air again and you can pass your typing test buddy <laughs> that's right buddy next yeah up, guy <laughs> you're gonna be a real dude for us upper deck jerk guy once you can get past that typing test uh next up is what's the deal with sir yacht greg <laughs> sir yacht is not a dude uh yeah Okay, so I, uh, can, you, can you fill the people in on who Sir Yacht is, what the situation is? 
Well, I accidentally said you were lacking in credibility before I understood that Sir Yat was going to be brought up. Um, <laughs> there are whole new levels of uncredibility now that we're that we're working ourselves into. Uh, Sir Yat, for the uninitiated, is a uh, a certain Twitter personality who has made bombastic claims, none of which I believe have come true. Um, do not take Sir Yat seriously. Sir Yat is not a dude or a guy. Uh, who recently, I believe, tweeted, said, I'm not a reporter, so I'm learning what it means when you say 100% certain. (laughs) 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 I mean, he is a parody of himself. It's great. It's great. I'm coming all the way around on Sir Yacht. (laughs) Sir Yacht is going to be a dude and a guy for us. (laughs) He really, he would, he would live up to the namesake of this podcast. Indeed. I think I think is what we could say about Sir Yacht. Um, Plum, how many hours of sleep are you getting nowadays? Eight hours, minimum eight, hard eight, on the clock, eight. Eight, eight, eight. eight, eight yeah, Greg? how about the how about the young dad on the podcast? How many hours, uh, yeah. my man? Uh it varies. Last night was up a little bit too late, but I I try to be in bed by eleven. So I'm generally speaking, even if I'm still watching something like I'm, I've fully sort of emotionally tuned out from the day because um, I'm up. Six, 15 to seven, seven is sleeping in, so. Um, so I'm I don't emotionally know. tuned out from the day here, here, starving my pain, my man. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, got some garbage TV on. I'm watching it and hanging out. Uh, upper deck jet guy. Last question. Do you do any impressions? Greg? Will team in old time voice. Uh, I've been workshopping that one. It's not ready for air yet. Uh, plum. What do you got? You do impressions. I do a fairly decent queen Elizabeth. II. second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just that's don't. interesting. Cause I've got a really great queen Elizabeth. The first, but not, I don't have the second. <laughs> That's really a- uh, next up Ooh. is John Hubbard, who simply says, I'm all tapped out. What question should I ask you? I got a question to ask us. No, no, I'm going to I'm going to take this one. John Hubbard, you should have asked us what offensive uh, what offensive material have we recently seen memed as a source for COVID-19 face masks? That's the question you should have <laughs> asked us. And he will regret having not asked us that for a long time, I think. Yep, for sure. Deal with it, John. Uh, Deal with it. Next up is Elon Bloom. What do you think about the reported everybody is in the NCAA tournament? Um, I mean, yeah, we did cover this quite a bit. Um, I think we think it's dumb. (laughs) There are better ideas to be had. Um, Next question from Elon Bloom. Will the college football conferences get a full schedule in or will come to a halt at some point? I think he's talking about the the current slate of conferences that are still playing. Plum, uh, I mean, it's it feels pretty offensive to actually bet on this, but if you had to bet on whether they'll get a full schedule in, do you think the SEC plays a full schedule? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And if you've ever seen the movie... Um... What's that movie? Uh, well, this I'm I'm, I'm gonna not contagion no. pandemic. God help us. Uh, Loose change. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
uh, when they are being attacked by the vicious bunny at that cave mouth and the tour guide or the guy that took them there is crying, but also laughing hysterically and like sort of waving a tissue at them. Like, Oh, they're all gone. They're all dead. That's how I feel. Like I'm going to be laughing and crying and just going, Oh, I knew this was going to happen, but really sad at what the outcome had to have been to result in such sadness. You could say that the SEC might go full. Uh, what's the 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 bit with the knight who tis a scratch? Um, tis a flesh wound, yeah. Flesh wound. Yes. Uh, the, the, you could see the SEC going that direction, wherein yes, their right. long snapper is taking over quarterback duties. That's right. That's right. That's right. Tim the Enchanter. That's who I was thinking of. Tim the Enchanter. Yes. Uh, was having that moment. So I imagine myself in that place. But I, I like to think it could very well be uh uh yep did that character have a name the um kevin uh i mean i don't know it no no no, i I think his name might have been kevin (laughs) oh (laughs) go with it all right next now uh uh to to what teams would you wish for for cash and x to be drafted in that order um (laughs) uh greg do you have any thoughts on where uh cassius and xavier tillman end up i mean i i am kind of worried about them because there are some teams right around where we're expecting those guys to go that are teams that i don't want those guys on like philly has the 34th and 36th pick sacramento's got the 35th washington's got the 37th i guess that's not the worst um the problem is I don't want to go too low because I don't want those guys to go low. Um, I know that Toronto is not quite what it used to be, but Toronto at 29 would be nice for one of them. Um, Oklahoma City is a pass. The Celtics, you know, I like Brad Stevens. Let's let's put Tillman on the Celtics or something like that. That sounds fantastic. Um, and that's uh, that's going to be my pick. There are two Celtics picks in the late first round. We'll go with that. Put them on the same team in green and white. Why not? Love it. I, I would automatically become a Boston fan. Um, I will also take them at Golden State in a heartbeat. Um, that'd make me yeah. very happy. Golden State's not drafting in this area. So don't care. Don't care. It's, it's okay. about where would you like to see them? And I'm saying I would like to see them on Golden State. Uh, anyway, uh, Plum, you got any extra thoughts on this? Phoenix Suns, both of them. All right. Uh, interesting choice. <laughs> why? Why the Phoenix Suns, may I ask? Uh, you may not ask. <laughs> yep. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Can't Read can't write again the podcast that uh, vanity fair has described as the best new podcast ever ever um if you could please share the podcast with friends in your life give us a retweet when the show gets posted to twitter um you know spam spam people be like why haven't you listened to the latest can't read can't write they answer anything they answer dumb questions it just just promote the pod please anyway uh with that gentlemen Thank you so much, and uh, go green. Go white. Go white, Jonesy.